Welcome to a new episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, that's Joel. Today, we're going to get into the ultimate Spider-Man conundrum that was mm. dropped less than 24 hours before. Uh, I'm really excited about this one because uh, I, it, it's, it's an opportunity to squash some dreams because a lot of people <laughs> are really excited and I'm like, I I cosmetically understand why. We'll we'll talk about it. I I, I have every excitement that you have, dear mm. viewer, with a with a special big old caveat, with a <laughs> with a with a with a citation or a, or at least an annotation. Uh, but the size of that, all outdoors. <laughs> exactly. But before we do that, I want to mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. You're watching the show live. You can sponsor today's show by using super chats. I'm sure you're going to have opinions. You're going to have thoughts. You're going to have something to say. Feel free to do so in the comments and in the uh, super chats uh, in the chat live. If you're catching the show after the fact, of course, you can watch the show uh, anytime you want. And it's not a big deal. But uh, if you want to catch us normally, it's like every other Friday. Uh, be, like between 12 and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and of course, if you're listening to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. It does help and uh, help to drown out some of the like really, really, really angry people. Because it's like, we're like a 4.8, 4.9. And then there's like, mm. there's like two or three people who are just like, I hate you so <laughs> much. If I could give it zero stars, I would. These guys hate everything. And I'm like, no. No, I don't hate everything. I hate a lack of critical thinking. I I, <laughs> I don't have I don't know what else to, what else to say. But uh, from the official, can't please everybody. <laughs> oh, you certainly can't. Uh, from from a, from Marvel officially, because as as Joel you pointed out, um, after the news dropped, there were like like five or six or ten articles about it, and they all were the same article. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've seen a comic story propagate like this, which I guess speaks to, you know, the importance of Spider-Man. And also, it's been a really good Spider-Man week with Spider-Man 2, the game. Clearly, a lot of people are wringing all the SEO juice out of it they possibly can. 100%. So, over here at Marvel.com slash articles, uh, we have this article. Uh, on sale in January, Jonathan Dickman and Marco Cicchetto's new run of Ultimate Spider-Man. We all knew that. There was a, mm -hmm. a big big announcement. I, I I don't know if we actually knew it was coming in January, but we do now at least. Uh, in January, we're getting Jonathan Dickman and Cicchetto on a Ultimate Spider-Man book. It will be set in the Ultimate Universe that was set up in the woefully disappointing and I would argue mostly overpriced Ultimate Invasion series from Jonathan Dickman and Brian yeah, Hitch. Yeah, th that ending was really lackluster, wasn't it? I was totally on board with the first three issues. Then when it got to the end, I'm like, oh, that was it, huh? This was a big, yeah. long prelude you made me pay extra money for. Why Why didn't you put this all together and call it, you know, Ultimate Prelude? I'd be fine with that if this was all together, but the fact that I had to buy it month to month. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's no effing way that the trade is going to be that much more expensive than the last issue was. Yeah. So why don't you just tack on an extra $5 and then just put the whole damn thing together and sell to me for 15. But I digress. So, uh, what the, what we do know now, the big announcement and with some art that also came along with it <clears throat> is that it will feature Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson as a married couple. Not with just children. married, with children. Two uh, children, in fact. <clears throat> Not just the daughter that I think is basically always known as the kid that they have in like every other continuity, even the end of the Nick Spencer. And it's like, yes, they'll have a daughter at some point in the future. This is like, yeah, they got a daughter and a son. 
That's right. Well, they've had a dog. I mean, obviously, you know, we know uh, Mayday Parker was their uh, was mm-hmm. their long standing, uh, I think, longest running female superhero comic of like you know in, in some respects. Certainly Marvel, uh, but. Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, th- that was Mayday Parker. That was the daughter. Then, of course, in the Renew Your Vows world, there was Annie May Parker, and yes. uh, alternately in the House of M universe, there's uh, Richie. But uh, and of course, in the J.J. Abrams comic, there's also that one. But and anyway. in a uh, Life Story, they had a son too, didn't they? Life Story, they have multiple children, several children, in fact. Yeah, that's no, right. Huh? Boys and girls, all super powered. Um, it's it's not nearly as set in stone as what we're trying to say for Peter and MJ and their potential future kids. It's always kind of Schrodinger's kids. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so meet Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson, Mr. and Mrs. Parker. They're one of pop culture's most iconic couples. Now readers will see them stronger than ever in the ultimate universe. Uh, I should also put a caveat there because it's not really the ultimate universe but we'll, it's the we'll talk new about that. ultimate universe which is kind of grinding my gears too that they're not yeah. calling it the new ultimate universe even though it is it's earth 6160 yeah yeah it's 6160 uh I, it, nothing like the ultimate universe except for some designs uh, it's another it, it's another ultimate universe masterminded by a guy from the original ultimate universe. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Uh, one of uh, pop culture's most iconic couples. Now readers will see them stronger than ever to celebrate. Peter and MJ's romance will be featured on a series of picture perfect variant covers by Elizabeth Torque that will adorn the first four issues of Ultimate Spider-Man. Spidey superstar Ryan Stegman also spotlights the whole Parker family in a Ooh. new promotional piece, which is featured uh, here looks pretty good yeah it's fun it's he looks insane but all right uh it's a family photo and also how weird is that you know in peter's many years of redesigns and reimagining we've never had beardo parker (laughs) we've had a only in like evil versions of himself like kane had a big old bushy beard but uh yeah pete has never really sported a beard for any length of time Never been a beard oh. guy. How about that? <laughs> no, it's it's interesting. It's very uh yeah. It's a new it's a new it's a new world all over. But it's how you know it's a new world, though. Interestingly enough, hey, Peter's back to having his traditional brown hair in this. But the Peter Parker we saw the maker interact with in his new Ultimate Universe had blonde hair when he took the mm. spider from. Is this is this the same kid or is this something completely different? I'm sure it's just a screw up. Honestly, it was Brian Hitch's heart. I don't trust it. I think it was just a mistake. Because they made uh, a really solid point of being like, this is Peter B. Parker. He has blonde hair in this yeah. universe when the maker grabs the spider away from it. And also, is it, isn't he friends with like Liz Allen or something? That was the thing. And oh, here he is going to the science fair with Liz instead of Gwen. <laughs> yes. I Well, here's the thing. In the real universe, like in the 616 universe, Peter Parker mm-hmm. goes to the science expo with nobody. Yeah, but even if he were in the, uh, even if he did go with anybody, it would have been someone like Liz Allen because back then he didn't know Gwen until college. So right, that would make sense. And in fact, in the Ultimate Universe, he also went to the Science Expo this time at Oscorp with Mary Jane. So right, it's just a different thing, and it's such a different thing that it's like barely recognizable. I, I I don't even know what I'm supposed to be looking at. I'm, I'm actually going to go over here and take a look at like the first issue of ultimate invasion. And he's, he has brown hair. Uh, <clears throat> here. Yeah. He is with and Liz. I, I, which, 
am I Bernstein bearsing myself? Why did I think You're he was blonde? I'm, yourself, yeah. I'm sure I wasn't yeah, yeah. the only one who thought he was blonde in that too. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Papa. Oh yeah, shit. So I did. Okay. Am I am I thinking of Liz being blonde? Was that the it thing? It could be Liz. I mean, just the fact that Liz is there uh at all. Um, the fact that like it's also very much not uh, an experiment in radiation you know there's 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 Which they're always updating to what the hot new science is hadrian collider stem cells it's always something new exactly um but yeah it's but, but, um... they, do, but they do call him peter b parker right oh, yes. that no, i'm not no, just in... okay yeah no, he is peter parker it's it's it, there's no question about it which to um, me felt like a very interesting movie across the Spider-Verse uh, adjacent thing to be like, mm-hmm. hey, remember this character you like who also got to be older, have a family and a kid? Are we kind mm-hmm. of backdoor canonizing that character now? Yeah, that would be uh, I mean, that makes sense to me. But uh, the, the, we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty about the Ultimate Universe and Peter and all that in just a second. Um, quote, when we decided that we were going to do a book about an older Peter Parker becoming Spider-Man, because that's another thing that they also announced uh, earlier before this announcement was that um, the Spider-Man we're getting because, you know, obviously, if you're going to do an Ultimate Spider-Man, the expectation is you're going to do a. He's going to be young. He's going to be a teenager like he was in the Ultimate Universe, like he was in the mm-hmm. main universe. That you want to start very early on in his career and then watch him grow in this one they were like no he's gonna be like in his like late 20s maybe even 30s and uh so it's so that was very inverse of the original uh ultimate marvel concept isn't it which i think yes honestly is probably for the best because it's like we had old ultimate spider-man it's still there it's still good you can still go back and read it let's maybe not try and capture that bendis lightning in a bottle again maybe it's yeah. a good idea they did something different with it well, not only that, it's also we have this ultimate spot. We have this young Spider-Man. The complement in the main universe, the 616 universe, is supposed to be the older Spider-Man. But I think largely any meta readers might be aware that he's never going to be allowed to progress, age, grow or get adult so that a feeling that is more apparent now than ever over the last yeah couple of years yeah uh in fact i just read yesterday uh tom brevoort was asked about like ages and both peter parker and cyclops are canonically according to the internal workings at marvel the same age 28 <laughs> i'm sorry what <laughs> yeah peter parker and cyclops scott summers are both 28 now Okay, that's hilarious. I thought it was bad when in a, what is it? I think it was like in an Agent Grayson Nightwing book, they said he's 23, and I'm like, oh, fuck all the way oh, off. Oh. No, he isn't. No, he's not. Peter Parker isn't even 28. Like, like Cyclops, first of all, those are that's a hard 28. Uh, he's been married a couple times, had a couple future kids. Multiple children. Like, come on. Now, that being said, I understand where Brevoort's coming from, because he's, he's obviously approaching it from an angle of, like, how to, you know, I can't no one is a is a solid age. I can't say what anyone's age is because it immediately puts me into like a written corner. But right, he's, no one could possibly have done all the things these people have done in a single lifetime. Right. That being said, in my own head canon, I've always I've always perceived Peter Parker as being anywhere between thirty two and thirty four, especially during the Straczynski run. Like when JMS got on board, I'm like, oh, Peter's like thirty two. Yes, he was but, definitely uh, thirty something in that. But they need him to be in the in his twenties, so twenty eight. But anyway, that being said, you know, because internally Peter Parker is technically twenty eight years old, uh, he'll never be middle aged. He'll never be the older Spider Man. 
so here we have like a Spider-Man in his absolute 30s, hard 30s. Uh, but anyway, uh, quote uh, from Hickman. We really wanted to lean into him starting his superhero life from a very different place than what's traditionally expected. Peter and MJ being married is one of the many decisions we made that underlined this being quite different kind of Spider-Man story. There's no way there is there there is no subtext here. Like there's no way he's not like doing that with a wink and a nod because of course we had oh, like I, decades. I can feel we, the wink we, and the nod. <laughs> right. Like we had two decades of a married like mortgage paying Spider-Man there's nothing out of the box with the concept of Peter Parker being in his late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties and married because we've had it for many years. We've only not had it for about the last 10. That being and, said, and considering all the, the deep cuts and lore that Hickman always brings up in his other work. I know, you know that Jonathan Hickman. That's right. There's no effing way. This dude does not know that, especially because I think he said like on record that like Spider-Man is a book that he always wants, but nobody would ever give him um no of course not because he blows up status quos everywhere he goes yes and look we can address the elephant in the room being the nick spencer run because i think that we can all agree that spencer was going in a direction that editorial caught in the zero hour and then forced Mm -hmm. a change into and we can say that only because we have eyes ears and we read but also because yeah. uh, one time at Keystone Comic Con, we just asked him and he said, yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It feel, and it feels like they did that to him twice in that and in his Captain America run. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we we were like, you you got effed in that Captain America run. He's like, yep. Yep. That was a different ending, yep. completely different ending that changed it on me. So I'm going to take over a bigger book with a more flagship character and mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to roll them, roll them bones again. Oops. So we know and that like now he works isn't... for Substack. And when was the last time you heard about Substack? Well, I mean, uh, we, we occasionally reference it because most of the creators that he pulled in still earn off of Substack. Not necessarily, the, you know, the bonuses are now all uh, dried up. But I mean, every creator I know, you know, from Had Scott Snyder, Joshua Williamson, Zadarsky, they all they all still have Substacks. Those Substacks are still going. You may not care, and one one might not be subscribed to them, but they are still in effect. They're still being utilized, even though their right. their, their requirement to do so has, has long since expired. But uh, with respect to this, Hickman is in an interesting place where you know he's hot off the heels of X Men, despite the fact that mm-hmm. he. Uh, has been no uh he he's been very open and honest on podcasts about how that went and w- how premature his exit was to the X-Men uh, mm. line uh yet his influence and viability uh, economically speaking uh, can't be denied so i can see marvel being like well we no- we don't want to lose him right we don't want to lose no, him and we don't want to hmm I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Yeah, he's a he's a wonder kid. He's the man with the golden touch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if he wants Spider Man, we'll give him Spider Man. Uh, and I could see him being like, "I want to test the waters." I could imagine Hickman testing the fences, going like, "Okay, I'm gonna do Spider Man, but he's gonna be the Spider Man that I would have wanted to do in the main universe." Like he's gonna be married. Mm. He's gonna have children. He's gonna grow up. So if it, like. If you are going to be that fanatically driven to making Spider-Man into like a swinging hip 20 something bachelor, 
then I'm going to go in the exact opposite direction. It's not even the opposite direction of like the ultimate universe or the main universe. It's the opposite direction of what editorial wants. So that's fine. Yeah, you can just see them sweating and crawling out of their skin. Ah, okay, yeah. I guess. Well, and it's for them. Here's the thing about this for me is that it's easy for Marvel to make this decision. And it's in fact the easiest decision they could possibly make because if... Oh, no doubt. If Hickman wanted to write for a married Spider-Man, Marvel could just go, yeah, knock yourself out. We'll, so we'll call it Earth 529. We'll call it Earth 6160. We'll call it whatever. Mm. I don't give a crap. You know, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want because there's they're no strangers to it. We just named a number of books in which Peter Parker and Mary Jane were married and had children. Like, we've already named a number of universes. Yep. And in fact, in 2016... We had, like, a universe where that already happened. It was an ongoing series. And Stegman's art <laughs> on... Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, it, was, it was really good. And it was called the Renew Your Vows universe. Y'all remember mm-hmm. when not only was Spider-Man and Mary Jane married with a child, but they all had superpowers. Yep. And we got to get, a, like, a little window into all of the other fun characters in the Marvel Universe. Like, this mm-hmm. book... This book existed for longer than i thought it would but also longer than i could have but shorter than i could have hoped because it did not have the sales that it needed in order to progress which is crazy because it seemed like this is what everyone has been clamoring for and what spider-man fans ourselves included won't shut the hell up about they gave it to us and yet it didn't last that's exactly right now the problem is the the inflated expectations and the the inflated audience that you think you have because you are talking to like-minded people. The fact mm-hmm. is people, if you go online, if you go anywhere socially, people are going to talk about Zeb Wells and how he sucks. And they're going to talk mm-hmm. about how Spider-Man should be married. Yeah. But the amazing Spider-Man series today is the number one selling book at that company except for Predator Wolverine, which I am very happy to report. Uh, <laughs> nice. But Predator Wolverine outsold all of it, which I'm like, yes, thank you. Good, uh, good, keep buying, good on you, Ben Percy. Right, people, please keep buying Predator Wolverine. I want more Predator crossovers. So, uh, <laughs> but that being said, that book sells like crazy. Spider-Man fans, people who regularly read Spider-Man, for the most part, do not go online. They don't go on social. They buy their comic book. They read their comic book. They wait for the next comic book. They re- they rinse and repeat. People who they're completionists. Read, they're completionists. No, 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 no. These are people who just enjoy the series and don't care about the scuttlebutt that surrounds the book. These are just and that is the quiet majority of readers. Mm. And I say that only because the book sells. And it's not like Zeb Wells is ordering 100,000 copies yeah, and throwing someone them into must a be storage unit. They keep buying it. Somebody's buying it. And I'm not – I'm, I'm, <laughs> by the way, I'm not even going to disparage the book. I'm not even going to say someone's buying this trash. It's such – like I don't understand these, late, these, these crazy people. No. No, 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 no. I will not disparage that. I'm just going to say people are buying it. You can't, you can't assume because you're – I don't care who, who I piss off in this room full of people I emailed, but – you know, it, it's it, just because you assume that mm-hmm. everyone that you follow and who follows you agrees with you that that somehow is proof positive of the reality of the world. The fact is, in 2016, which was 
a lot longer ago than you think, but also closer yeah. to when the marriage existed. Because I remember the marriage ended in like I want to say two thousand seven. Yeah, you know, two thousand like maybe. You know that was a it was almost twenty years ago that the marriage was was disposed Jesus of. Jesus so, Christ. I know there's a there there are generations of people readers who grew up with a non-married Spider-Man, but in 2016, a little closer to the time when you might have remembered when they were married, and the book couldn't outsell Amazing Spider-Man. And at that point, Dan Slott had already kind of worn out his welcome on the title. Indeed. So it's like, what 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 conditions must you have to make a married Spider-Man comic book series? more viable than what what the perceived majority says is an inferior spider-man comic book i say the numbers just don't add up do do you think there's some sort of like multiverse bias to it where they're like no i only want this if it's in the main universe and it's really happening if it's in a side universe in a side book it's not real man it's not really happening now i'm glad you brought that up joel because a lot of folk to because because in 2016, I think that was the pervasive opinion of mm, the people. Uh, 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 we have we have one of two camps. We've either the people who want a married Spider-Man are a lot fewer than we think, or mm. they outright rejected the the olive branch of an alternate universe triple A artist and writer duo working on mm. that. Like it's one or the other, but. 2016 now we're 2023 we're in this world where you go to the announcement over on twitter uh yeah i had some inflammatory things to say about it because i was just baffled you know they're like hey in the ultimate universe spider-man's married with children and i'm like what and i only bring it up because it did pretty okay and the reason why i even bring it up and i don't care about this normally but because of the 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 amount of vociferous accolades that this announcement was 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 given i want you to hear a couple of these because they're just like they're just incredible we're all winning that's what's happening might actually buy my first marvel comic good peter parker spider-man shit is what's going on not the absolute but the ultimate what fuck uh, blah 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 uh, peak is what's going on. Nature is healing. Uh, I'm excited for this. The world is healing. We're winning. That's what's going on. We effing won. That's what. Peak. Wait, these are real? Zeb Wells hates this. Good things. God has intervened. We won. And I'm like, this happened in 2016. Yeah, where where you were you all anything. then? Like, yeah, where, being, where were you all then? Now, that being said, look. If if the Renew Your Vows ongoing series was not drawn by Stegman and was not written, you know, by a, by a fun creative team, I would say, yeah, now we're finally getting what we asked for. But like, they were bo- these are both dynamite pitches. You know, Jonathan Hickman and Marco Cicchetto doing a Mary Spider Man. I'll read that. But Ryan Stegman yeah. and Christos Gage or, or or you know whoever like writing that book, I'll read that. You know, I'll hell I'll read a married Spider Man book written by Dan Slott. I did. It was called Renew yeah. Your Vows. But like, yeah. We did. What's what's the actual difference between these two things? Like they're to, to quote Pam, they're the same picture. Yeah, they, they literally are the same picture. Is it is it this idea that the ultimate universe is not seen as a lesser side universe? Is it seen as like an equal to 
the main universe, which is what I they've mean, always kind of pitched it as. And as we know, there was crossover between Ultimate and the main universe, stuff that worked in the Ultimate universe, eventually got adopted by the movies, and in some cases, yeah. like Miles, got adopted by Main 616. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I could see that, but by the same token... It's not the ultimate universe. This is a completely no, different it's a universe. New ultimate universe. Like if it's only the ultimate universe because on in every honest way, they're co- oh that's right. Thank you. It was Jerry Conway who wrote that book. Jerry Conway, yes. the man who killed Gwen Stacy, legend, legendary Spider-Man writer, was writing the 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 one book that everybody was clamoring for. Didn't who sell. still very like, much got, had it all these years later. Dude's got it. Dude's got the chops. Like wrote that amazing Carnage book. Wrote the Renew Your Vows book. Like he's he's great. But the Ultimate Universe, the only thing that distinguishes it as the Ultimate Universe, in all honesty, is the fact that they're calling it the Ultimate Universe. Physically, visually, and that the Maker is involved. <laughs> but only he's just he's in it. You know, just because Maker was living in the Six One Six Universe doesn't make that the Ultimate Universe. You know, like it's just there's nothing ultimate about this universe. And in fact, all signs are pointing to this being essentially just ultimate in terms of the approach to the line but not the like i think donny cates of it where donny cates like i want to get back to the ultimate universe we're gonna fix it we're gonna bring it back I, i'm glad you mentioned that too because even though this ultimate universe we're getting was the plan b the cates idea the cates who had laid the groundwork for all of this in his venom series sadly never got to see any of this to fruition i know i know that's really sad and like but but and it's it, what's funny and- is I'm sure it's it's actually for the best because clearly it's not what he wanted. Not that it's like I'm sure that Cates is not like somewhere grinding his teeth and you know like cracking his knuckles over this whole situation. But like Cates clearly wanted to bring back the Ultimate Universe. Hickman's Ultimate Universe As is a was. very different animal. It's a completely different universe. The only thing that's making it in a concept than it is in like actual recreation. Everyone's like, no, no, no. Ultimate universe, different universe, easy to pick up, new ideas, more topical, yeah. more, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. If if DC were to do it, we'd still call it the DC Ultimate Universe. It's it's a concept, yeah. it's a branding initiative as opposed to it being like the world. It's not the 160, whatever the hell. I, I I don't remember what the numerical designation of the ultimate universe is anymore. Was it 1602 no it wasn't 1602 it was like anyway doesn't matter but it's it's not that one i don't know where that is but it ain't it though though we should do more things with 1602 i agree (laughs) oh yeah 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 uh let me see actually let me let me pull that up really quick uh the ultimate universe 1610 thank you like it was 1610 Um, i'm doing the same thing 1610 yes yeah uh so we're in this place where they've announced an ultimate universe. They've announced an, uh, a, a new ultimate Spider-Man mm. who gets his powers at a later age. Whole new who is line, also married. Spider-Man is have the whole thing. Exactly. But he's married. He has children. It starts in January. Let's hear from the audience. Here we go. Uh, Hulkzilla going to have to watch this later when I get home. Still want to support you guys. Thank you, Hulkzilla. We really appreciate it. Welcome to the show. We'll see you around oh. at the uh, Ray Far Compop Woo, thanks Ray. Uh, hope you guys are good. Ultimate Peter was so fun to read growing up, and I really enjoy his life and death. I don't know if I need more. Well, the thing is, it's just a question of do you want a different, a completely different Spider-Man? Because that's what this is. It's not Ultimate Peter, yeah. it's a new Peter. Ironically, Ultimate Peter Parker does end up with Mary Jane and does like grow up and stuff. You could, if you wanted to make it an ultimate Peter who married Mary Jane and had kids, like it could still have been that Peter. 
it wouldn't be much of a stretch. In fact, I have to wonder narratively, because this is assumedly a Peter who becomes Spider-Man later in life, are we going to flash back and see chapters of his life? How did he get here? How did him and Mary Jane get together? Assuming he wasn't Spider-Man, how did his life turn out differently? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eddie Eckenberg, great to catch the show live. I still can't believe they named the Renew Your Vows daughter Anna Mae Parker. I wanted to be excited about this, but I've been hurt before. Two things, Eddie. One, absolutely, I hate that. Uh, I know that it's Annie and May and Aunt Anna, but May. It's 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 Annie. It, it, like they're calling her anime. Uh, but I want to be excited about this. I've been hurt before. But I mean, what? here's the thing. Good. I was gonna say, what superhero name did they eventually settle on for her? Wasn't it Spinnerette or something? She didn't oh, even have God. a spot. No, wasn't Mary Jane Spinnerette because she had the costume. Yeah, Mary Jane was Spinnerette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what her. What her I want to say they called her Amp eventually, is what they settled on because it wasn't spider themed, and the book was already kind of canceled by that point. And I'm like, <sighs> oh, that's interesting. She didn't get a spider theme name. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. I hate it. Spiderling. <laughs> Spider-Ling, that was the one, yes. That makes more sense. That's awful, too. Uh, But yeah, no, I mean, the thing about this is Hickman is no stranger to blowing up the universe, uh, yanking Thanos' Mm -hmm. skeleton right out of his body. Uh, And and Marvel, (laughs) Marvel, like, I I, I hate to say it, but Marvel is like a pioneer in rage baiting in comics. Oh, yes. I mean, like, they're, 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 they're ad rollout for the upcoming spider-man rain 2 is just calling it like the book you hate the most like it's just like you know if they could get away with printing ads that said like spider come they would do it <laughs> you know not like Kari andrews has a has a bold new direction or Kari andrews has this amazing book or look at this great art no they're like it's the book you hate or it's the book that makes you mad here it is, everybody. It's getting another one. You wouldn't believe we'd do it, we, but we, we are. <laughs> like, what? We refuse to tell the stories you want, so instead we're going to print what we know will make you upset, so you will have to hate read this. Right? It's, it's like if, if, if uh, you know, if McDonald's was like, ladies and gentlemen, we know how much you don't like the filet of fish sandwich. Well, guess what? <laughs> All our patties are replaced with fish sandwiches, and now the, the you know, the Big Mac is going to be the big flap, and it's just going to be a big old fish sandwich, and we, we we're just we're hoping you're gonna give us our money because we're making you so mad like i don't know what that business strategy but what's 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 most more baffling is how much it works not at mcdonald's necessarily i know right so i mean like marvel could be like oh i love this no no let's roll out let's get a let's let's commission a host of beautiful covers of these two just snuggling uh only for issue two for mary jane to die (laughs) great job guys great job Right. We, I, I don't know. Uh, Bryce Harriet finally can be live with my comic gurus, uh, regardless of the conundrum. Oh. I, 24, am excited to finally read good ongoing Spider-Man in my lifetime. I, I mean, yeah, well, well I, I hope so. I mean, there's I mean, my argument would be there's lots of good Spider-Man going on right now. It's not just Peter Miles. and it's not just the comics. Yeah, the, the Miles book is the best it's ever been since Bendis under Ziggler. Uh, the Superior, yeah. the Return to Superior with Slot had a great first issue. Uh, the games are great. The movies are great. There's arguably more great Spider-Man stories now than there have ever been. It's just not Peter. It's just not the main universe. <laughs> right. I, I I can't agree with you on the fact that there are more great Spider-Man stories than there have been because there have been like five 
Peter Parker stories in continuity going concurrently at the same time. And yeah, fair enough. We, you know, but uh, but I can say that it's good stuff. Spine Tingly Spider Man is really good. It's not going to be ongoing, but so it's still a really interesting and fun story. Um, yeah, there are a lot of good Spider Man books out there. You just are going to have to not read the one about the main character. You just can't read the flagship uh, one, which how weird is that? Very. Uh, Caleb Murphy, first time I've been able to catch a live stream since I discovered Comic Pop almost two years ago. Thank you, Caleb, and welcome to the family. Elseworlds Exchange is one of my favorite things you guys do. You're both so articulate and funny. Well, thank you, Caleb. I try to. Uh, I've noticed in the last two episodes, I did take like hard breaks on the episode to go, hang on a second, and look things up. I'm like, I'm feeling like an old person when I do that. I need to knock that off. <laughs> uh, Mickey Veach, I want it to be a spiritual continuation. I want this to be a conspiratorial continuation of Bendis' run so bad, but oh well, Hickman's good at Hickman. I'll give it a shot. That's exactly my approach, Mickey. Like, like Literally, that's mm. my approach, where I'm like, I just wanted, I honestly just wanted Bendis to come back and just keep doing Ultimate Spider-Man, but if I can't have that, I mean, we're in a weird place, Joel, and I think I'd like to get your opinion on this. Is there, are there creators working today or available mm-hmm. today who could work today? Not like, not like, oh, if Jack Kirby came back to life. No, are there <laughs> creators working today or able to work today that if you announced them, you just had a blank comic book sized length of paper and put their names and a logo of whatever project they're on? You could actually sell like a crazy amount of books as a result of putting their names on it. Do they exist anymore? And is Hickman one of them? Yes, I would say there is a small, I would say there's about a handful of superstar writers and artists who can, you know, move stuff just via name recognition alone. And yeah, I would say Hickman is on there for everything he did to revitalize X-Men, for everything he did to, you know, build basically the biggest Avengers event ever that was, you know, the new Secret Wars and everything. I think he certainly, uh, what is it, earned his stripes in that regard. Likewise with Chichetto, I think is one of the hottest rising stars in art right now, you know, blew our goddamn minds with that Daredevil book. And I'm like, man, what's his next project going to be? You think they would have announced it by now? Then they did, and it's Spider-Man. Okay, right on. Right, right. I I just, it's funny because I feel like we're in a weird place now where like, you know, let me look at that Ghost Machine announcement where it's like, you got oh you got yeah, also yeah. coming back. You got Jeff Johns working on stuff, and like there's there's and it's like Puh! you know the New York Times was excited to talk about it, but was the comic book industry, you know, like were, were people really that that like clamoring for it? I mean, can I if I just put, it's, you know, there are certain names that used to be a big deal or that used to be able to sell books just on the name cache alone, but I feel like today. Even if I'm excited to see those names, even if it's like, oh, man, I'm mm-hmm. seeing I mean, look at uh, the Greg Capullo Wolverine stuff that hasn't come out yet. You know, like, yeah, Greg Capullo right. is at is at Marvel. I mean, and again, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I broke the story that Greg Capullo was going to Marvel in my interview at New York Comic Con over a year ago. Hey. He came on the show. We're talking about it at the at New York Comic Con. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to Marvel. And CBR didn't care and didn't write an article about it bleeding cool i think maybe right like right or like a blurb and the audience at large was not like i'm sorry did greg capullo just say he's going to marvel right now like what's happening and, and it's just like but that's great yeah that's greg capullo. it should be huger than it is you're right you know long long gone culturally seems to be the days of the superstar artists of the image yeah. revolution you know 
when you know they would make these seismic waves i think too now it feels like we're in a day and age of like kickstarter and you know like creator owned stuff your favorite creator probably has a side hustle too that sure, he's doing like, like it's but, not as but special. that side hustle that side hustle is a side hustle it's not like a big you know push it's not like oh i mean look at uh like remember when white knight dropped and everybody yeah. was just splooging themselves over it sean yeah. gordon murphy is doing a zorro book and i know is anybody buying it and he's doing another creator owned book too as well which again looks really good because it's the art you've come to know and love from white knight exactly no oh yeah that's right it's uh it's uh like yeah, I I'll it, I'll look it, that one up too. It it it's it's got a fun pun name. I I, I had it mixed up with Tim Seeley's local man, but I know that's not it. Plot holes, yes. Uh, plot holes. I remember, thank you. That's the one. I remember him pitching plot holes like years ago and being like, "That's a really cool idea," and like, "This is gonna really like be awesome." And plot holes has come, and I don't hear about it. And it's not like I'm not disparaging anybody. I'm just saying like it's, you know, it it's not as big a deal anymore. It's not like, Oh, I put their name on it and it's just going to sell. It's just done. You know, like, I mean, even I mean, nice house I, I, in the lake is a book where it's like, uh, Oh man, James Tyner, the fourth is doing an effing book. And eh, like, you know, is there word of mouth? Is there positive big word of mouth? I mean, there was when it first launched, but now. Eh. I, I mean, he, I mean, he cashed in and made his money on that, which is what I think is what you got to do to help, you know, secure your future projects there. Hey, does Netflix want to option this? Does Hulu want to option this idea? If I get some good comic buzz, then I can make the show money, become a millionaire, and then do the comic projects I really care about. Well, the thing about Nice House on the Lake is that it's owned by DC. Like, that's something where it's like, yeah, he might be able to secure an executive producer role on that, on that show if Warner Brothers wants to develop it. But that's not, you know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, we're, we're getting off track. I don't want to talk too much, like, about the comic industry, industry superstars, but you can't not when you're talking about Jonathan Hickman and Marco Cicchetto doing Ultimate Spider-Man, where Peter Parker and Mary Jane are married. Like this is a this is a Chat GPT generated like hit all to the tick marks. All my boxes, yeah, right. Check all the boxes for like a book that should sell two hundred thousand copies in its first month, at least. And and, and, and the I, fact I that regular ass media is covering it. Yeah, I promise it will not. I almost guarantee you. I'm almost willing to put money down on the table. Ooh, that Ultimate right. Spider-Man number one in January by Marco Cicchetto and Jonathan Hickman featuring a married Spider-Man with children from the Ultimate Universe in the debut of that reality will sell. Okay, I bet it doesn't outsell Spider-Man. I bet it doesn't even outsell Amazing Spider-Man. Maybe the first issue, but issue two will never touch Amazing Spider-Man sales. And I'm not saying that because I think Amazing Spider-Man is amazing. I'm not saying that because I think this is a bad idea. I'm saying this is the state of the comic book industry today when it comes to the big two. That is where hype and the audience is. And I don't know if it's because, I, I and I don't think it's because the audience is dying. I don't think it's because comics are dying. I think it's because the audience is fatigued and they're tired and they're mm. broke. You might be onto I mean, something here. In fact, you know, hey, I, I like the idea of making this interesting. Let's let's come back to this, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I would love. I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong. I want these things. It's it, I, I, you know, that's why I, I you know, as it's uh, look, I when it comes to this stuff, I am a comic book agnostic. I want mm. to believe. <laughs> don't don't I we want all? It. I want it to happen. You know, that's why I'm not like saying, no, I'm I'm a comic book cynic. I'm a comic book atheist. I, I, there's no hope left. It's we're all just dirt 
and it's all going to come crashing down. No, man. It's just like, I, this is big. This is big news. And listen, this is one of the most high trafficked episodes of our show live that we've had in a long time. No doubt. There is obviously an interest in here for this book and for this discussion, but does it reflect the overall opinion of the internet? Uh, of the comic book reality of, of comic books the internet does not necessarily reflect reality it's a it is no, a cracked mirror we know. if anything um moving on uh jam call x says uh the new ultimate universe is giving me real new coke vibes but honestly Ooh. imagine how big an actual event it'd be if they just let hickman reverse one more day dude that's the thing right like as uh, this is this is i see if you want to get a little cynical for me this feels like Marvel having their cake and eating it too. This oh, feels 100%. like Marvel going like, well, no obviously like this could actually, this whole damn thing could literally be a Hickman pitch for Spider-Man that he had for the main universe that he just went, Oh, well, if you're not gonna let me do it, then I'll just put it over here. So they compromised. Yeah. Cause like, there's nothing that would have stopped them from saying, yeah, Hickman work, work your X-Men Avengers magic on the Spider-Man book right now. There's nothing that would have stopped them from doing that, except for the fact that they don't want to, and that they've shown Absolutely. us time and time again, that they don't want to. No, exactly. Or just like, there, there is just this, there's this very, and what's really frustrating because the more I learn about the industry and the more in the, the more behind the curtain, I, I can see the more it's, it's not, it is not just numbers. If it were numbers, I would actually be able to respect it more. Right. Mm. But sometimes it's just ego. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, it's and petty that, bullshit. And that's true of every petty. industry. It's petty ego bullshit. And it's like, and I'm not saying that because I want anyone to be like, it's this person. It's this person. That's why I don't, that's why I'm not like, cause I don't know. I don't know. Especially at Marvel. I'm, I'm very out of the loop when it comes to that. But like overall, there's a lot of ego and there's a lot mm -hmm. of like decisions and decrees that are, that are made just because people are like, I, I not, a, not, not on my watch. And it's like, mm -hmm. dude, really? Like, how could you say that? I mean, and these are, but these are like, these are cracks in the facade. You know, the renew your vows book was cracks in the facade. This is a crack in the facade. This is them going like acquiescing in some respect to say, look, I'm acknowledging there is that there's a want a, for this. Well, and, and I'm willing to put money down to prove that it's not going to be the sales juggernaut that you think it's going to be. Like, this is them going it, like... It feels like they're challenging us a little bit. Yeah. Like, all right, cards cards on the table, my guy. What next? Right, exactly. That's why I remember, like, I remember doing this job back in 2016 and, like, championing Re Renew Your Vows and going, look... You and me both. Look, if, if Renew Your Vows outsold Amazing Spider-Man month to month, it would be the new norm it would have it would have superseded amazing spider-man it was the same with uh when when jms was writing amazing spider-man and dennis was doing ultimate spider-man those books jockeyed for the top slot month to month it was never that one did better than the other it was always that one did better than the other month to month week to you never knew they were both that well received and they were both that well trafficked like the same people reading this were reading that it was not like the jenkins jms run where it was like jenkins doing spectacular uh, JMS doing amazing. Jenkins doing a really good job over here, but people are like, nah, that's spectacular. I'm not reading that. I'm reading amazing. It was just, but, but with ultimate, everybody was reading it. Right. That was, that was a way to say, regardless of how bad ultimate X-Men occasionally went or ultimate fantastic four went or any and ultimate crossovers. And they did. 
they knew Ultimate Spider-Man was a viable commodity and they they let it keep going and they let Bendis cook for as long as he wanted because it sold, because the numbers reflected the the investment. And so in this case, this this book here, this Ultimate Spider-Man book. Now, I am not going to say buy this book regardless of how good it is, because God help me, there's no reason to buy a book if it sucks for like political or strategic reasons. You know, if, if renew your vows, right? If renew your vows sucked back in the day, I would never have been like, buy it now. Help out, sell Amazing Spider-Man. Because yeah, I, I mean, well, I think I think you and I see ourselves as consumer advocates, you know, as yeah, well. I, exactly. Like I, I, there is nothing. There's no status quo that I want badly, so badly that I'd I'd take it over bad stories, or I'd take it over mm. good stories, right? Like that, yeah. I'd rather have crappy stories in my status quo than good stories that don't adhere to my status quo that's right that's just how i am and it's how you are it's how i think most of us should be yeah if this book sells i mean i think the first issue will have will, will have impressive sales especially for marvel because marvel sells no just, you know dc does a batman book Oop, it's the number one book <laughs> you people, know people love number ones exactly if frank miller came back to do another dark knight sequel again it would be it would be silly. It'd be dumb. It'd be it would be uh, a bridge too far, and it would still sell great. Probably, <laughs> but at spite at, at at Marvel, it's tough. You gotta you gotta come up with like you never know. That, that, which I think is like the beauty part of Marvel. You never know what's gonna be a big oh, a big seller. Um, which also must frustrate. A mortal Hulk can take us by surprise. Yeah, that, which which must drive them crazy because they're like, I can't. I can't predict it. You know, it's like in Hollywood, it's like, I know if I put Tom Cruise in a movie, unless it's called the mummy, I'm going to make my money. <laughs> you know, with this, it's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and maybe this is, maybe this is emblematic of why, like maybe the reason why they're like so willing to address like a married Spider-Man in any respect is because they're like, well, people seem to really want that. Does is I'm not willing to, sacrifice my ego to put it in the main universe but like but but i mean if you want it that bad i'll put it over here and if, if it sells that'd be great right because like you figure they can't like even if they are being prideful they can't be deaf blind and dumb people are going crazy about the video games they're going crazy about yes. the movies they're going crazy about all these other spider-man centric books eventually you know the levy's gotta break on that in some way right well, and the thing, the interesting thing, because I, I think that's worth bringing up is the 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 across the Spider Verse slash video game of it all, because in both realities of those of those medias, Spider Man is monogamous, and Mary yep. Jane is the subject of his love. That being yep. said, you don't have options if you want to watch an, if you want to watch a Spider Verse movie, your only Peter Parker is Peter B. Parker. True enough, and. That's a movie that takes years to make that is the collective like work of hundreds, if not thousands of people who all have creative input with the video game. Exact same scenario. You know, mm -hmm. we got a sequel. How long has it been? Like since five the years. last one, like five years. It takes like it takes five years to make a triple A title like this. They're like, we have to continue the story we told five years ago. Not like we get to keep doing installments like it's not like uh well we have this mmorpg of spider-man so we can just keep yeah, dropping new you know new adventures oh um they broke up like in the last expansion and uh so now we got the black cat expansion and then you know yeah. we're gonna get the gwen stacy expansion you know like they, 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 don't, they can't do installments like comic books comic books you're, it's like 
we could sequential just, we media could, it's monthly media it's soap operas it's we gotta have new stories to tell and sometimes exactly. we gotta artificially create drama for years yes. at a time right and so with when it comes to comic books they're just like that's the that's their that's their situation where they're like yeah we could just break them up or put them back together or whatever like we're not gonna it, but we're certainly not gonna like we're not in it for the long haul. We're in it for the immediate gain, which I think is also if, hurting the industry. If we, that being said, it, it is. If we put them together, there's no carrot on the stick. There's no reason for them to come back next month. We need something to hold over them. Damn it! But you yeah, could just really, hold over good, interesting stories. No. Yeah, like you could just hook them month to month by cliffhangers written in you know serialized fiction, like we do with like Tom Clancy novels. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my office. Yeah. Um, uh, M&M says, uh, do you think Marvel sees this as a kind of test run? And if this ultimate run is successful enough, they'll implement uh, the marriage back in continuity. No. Uh, well, yes. Only. Okay. Yes. Asterisk. Because I think this is them essentially courting slash keeping Jonathan Hickman and letting him do whatever he wants keeping him happy and employed at Marvel. And I think that if they learn that data, like if that data is reflective of what you say, then they may use it. But again, my concern is there is just, there is just so much ego associated with this decision, with this very specific decision. And now, now that they've implemented for so many years for over, like for a decade or more, you have generations of people who don't want that. And you have the data to back up the fact that people don't want it because they're buying the main book. So. Right. They could also use it as the eternal excuse now to be like, oh, well, we did put them together. They did get married and have children in the ultimate universe over there. We're not going to mess with success, though. People who want that will just read that book and we can keep doing whatever the hell wreck rap, do whatever the hell we're doing with Spider-Man right. now. Exactly. Dude, I mean, like. Th- Yes. Yes, that's right. And and I think that what's frustrating is they have a point because it's technically their character and their 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 books and their intellectual property. They own it. And it's ours to lose. They should you know, know like, best, right? Well, they should well they well they don't. But like if you know if we <laughs> don't buy should. this book or if this book doesn't succeed or and it does everything we want it to do and we don't buy it, then it's ours our fault. I mean, like they can literally point to like they can go Renew your vows, life story, this. Like, you know. Told you it, so. They don't sell as well as the main book. Like, our decision to do that back then was right. Because we make more money. And it's like, they don't. But, like, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, Kingsport Cal, uh, after rewatching X-Men Days of Future Past, I realized how dope Magneto's theme is. I listen to it when I'm getting ready for mm-hmm. work. Superstar, I'm the bad guy. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Matthew Terlaga, yeah, here, Ultimate Invasion. Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, here's another question that I wanted to run by you, too. Hickman, when it comes to writing married couples and writing romance, I don't think he's ever really known as a particularly romantic writer, even though he wrote The Richards Married for Years. Uh, Mystique and Destiny were a major focus of his run, too. You know, I think I think he does longing very well. I wonder what kind of relationship he is going to write for Peter and MJ, because I think it's he true. has a reputation of being a more granular kind, of, you know, nuts and bolts kind of writer where, you know, romance and stuff like that kind of feels like the opposite yeah no i i've never really seen uh hickman's 
depiction of romance it could be a great opportunity for him to do that maybe because he's like i haven't really done that before you know Um, but we have seen him like in love with sue you know we've seen reed in love with Mm -hmm. sue and that's been pretty healthy so you know and and this seems to be i mean these are these are promotional pieces like you know i i don't know how how lovey-dovey every issue is going to be Um, indeed it could just be a franking well i think (laughs) yeah well we don't need that we've got that Uh, you're together you can stop longing (laughs) yes ultimate invasion would have been a lot more satisfying if this ultimate kang turned out to be sue like it was in the original trying to get even with them the maker for letting their universe die yeah that's a pitch i you know i uh i i don't really care about kang a lot so i i could like i don't care who he is like when they when when it was clear the book was a the, the book was switching to being about who Kang is and them going like, Oh, this is going to be fun. I was like, I don't care. I don't care so much. Like I'm, I'm so checked out of this, Um, which I guess is also very Hickman's wheelhouse too, from doing fantastic four and, you know, loving Dr. Doom in you know, secret wars and everything else. It all kind of connects, you know, his, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Ah, yes. Uh, Joshy Lee, I'm worried people will be disappointed because they have their hearts set on Ultimate Pete being a copy of 616 Pete, just married, Mm. and it won't. I mean, Marvel, thankfully, is doing everything they can, and maybe this is all... Maybe this was supposed to be, like, a big surprise, but, like, they were like, we keep calling it Ultimate Universe, people keep getting confused, and they keep thinking this is going to be, like, the other thing because they didn't read Ultimate Invasion, so what (laughs) are we gonna do? Like, let's just... Let's just show them all this stuff to tell them ahead of time it's not that but it might uh, be on yeah. some um uh, here we go uh tevia in ultimate spider-man do both kids have powers too excellent question we don't know we'll find out uh but that my guess would be yes answer it, it, I, if i were hickman if, if i were getting into the mind of hickman i would assume no right hmm uh, RJ, uh, in my opinion, I don't care unless Pete and Mary and Jay are, made, care, uh, are together in the main you. And there you have it. Like that is. Well, there you go. But, but proving right? what I said before, that there are some people who are vehemently adamant about that. I'm not saying that's a good thing, one thing or another. Just thank you for proving what I said. <laughs> exactly. Like there are tons of people who are like. There are people who are excited to the point where they're like posting GIFs of being sprayed with champagne. And then there's others who are like, well, it's ultimate. I don't care. I'm not going to read it. And I'm like, well, six one six or it didn't happen. I mean, the reality is like there's a there's a fundamental situation here where maybe we need the kind of enthusiasm we're seeing, even if it is like uh, forgetting the past, Mm. you know, getting like really. I mean, because the Renew Your Vows book. I don't recall there being this level of like, oh, hype. Uh, it was more No, like, there really wasn't. And it could be just because of Hickman. Just, just the Hickman hype allows for people to get really, really excited about it. Even if like maybe Hickman's looking at this book as an opportunity to just tell kind of like a straightforward story about a married dude who has I, superpowers. I think it's a couple things. I think it's the Hickman involvement. I think it's the, you know, new Ultimate Universe imprint. And I think it's also the fact that the Zeb Wells run we're in right now is being a lot less well-received than even the Latter-day Slot was. We're like, Latter-day Slot was like, this is kind of boring. This isn't really going anywhere. With the Zeb Wells stuff, it's like, okay, you found a new way for me to make me hate this every single month. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. 
Uh, Matthew Chalaga. Wreck Rap. It's been confirmed by the author that Gwen doesn't exist in the new Ultimate Universe. They don't want to deal with that BS in their new series. Okay. I mean, like, can't blame them. Really talking about Gwen, but yeah, it's like, it makes sense. Well, they he's already married. Like the, it would not make sense to introduce Gwen. Gwen in context of Peter, it's not like it doesn't have the quite the same impact. If Ultimate Green Goblin kills Ultimate Gwen Stacy in a new Ultimate Universe where Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker are super best friends or super close, or she's a lab partner or something, like it's it just doesn't work the same way. Uh, so if he's already married with children, that story's over. That story's yeah. that story can't be told now. And if Spider-Man didn't have spider powers as a teen, who's to say that they didn't meet at all? Who's to say a lot of his villains didn't become villains? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Silver Cricket, the artist for this Ultimate Spider-Man, has the opportunity to do something hilarious uh, and hide a secret Mephisto appearance in every issue. Like a satanic wears Waldo every issue for the super fans. I, the super fans get, if the Superman fans buy any of it, just buy the book. Like, like you don't need Mephistos yeah. to get the damn thing. But, uh, I mean... I don't know what kind of hold Mephisto has on multi on, on, on these universes. I doubt he's going to be a factor for Hickman, uh, but yeah, I mean, they could reference it. Certainly we've gotten more overt ones like in the Spider-Man Deadpool book where he just literally goes to hell meets Mephisto and Mephisto's like, I took your marriage. And then nothing <laughs> happens out of it. Yep. Uh, Adrian Montez uh, pop made it live. Sad to have sadly have to go. Well, thanks for being here. Man. Thanks a lot. Uh, revolutionary dragon the big question will be is amazing spider-man sales take a hit when ultimate spider-man starts no i guarantee you it won't take a hit i i i almost i'm again i'm willing to put down some money on this one i don't think it will take a hit in any way the question is whether this book will overtake it and again i say it will never overtake it but i would love to be proven wrong um but Mm. the the reality like the foe the focus here is if the book does sell as well as amazing spider-man that will send a message if it overtakes amazing spider-man they'll be like we have made a mistake we need to course correct <laughs> if it sell if it undersells amazing spider-man if it undersells moon knight every effing month then we know then we know then we know that the marriage conversation is over because we've already been given it a million times at least the marriage conversation can end for ultimate for the main universe like amazing spider-man like amazing spider-man's for- marriage question is over for, for, for this generation, because I think uh, new fans become old fans very quickly. That's always been my view of it. True. But I could also see like I could see a, a, like a 50 year old Spider-Man editor showing up one day and going, uh, the marriage is back. <laughs> to an audience, to an ocean of audience members who go, the marriage to whom? What? <laughs> like, just like how jarring it was that some dude showed up and went, uh, hey, I know you guys love Kyle Rayner. He's awesome. But Hal Jordan's back. <laughs> I know that this guy, the, the previous uh, Flash had no personality, but he's back now. <laughs> all, all the things I remember from growing up are back now because I have the power to oh, make it happen. Yeah. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. None of us asked for that. I don't care. I didn't do it for this you. Is, this is asshole. the thing now. <laughs> this is the thing now. Yeah. Uh, uh Joao Oliveira, I apologize. Did you think Hickman will last as long as Bendis? Hell no. Hell no, exclamation point. Hell no, double underline. I mean, mainly because nothing lasts as long as Bendis' run on Ultimate Spider-Man anymore. That was kind of the dying days of one writer and one creative team for as long as it is. I mean, that's it's got to be like top 10 longest runs for a creator, yeah? It is, yeah. No, it will never, no. 
Not even close. Hickman can't. It's, no. it, 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 it's like him and it's Larson on Savage Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, Yash Kapoor, uh, I like the news, but I want to learn more about the Ultimate Black Panther and what they're doing with X-Men and Ultimates. Oh, yeah. That's way more intriguing to me, but I'm weird. What do you think? Uh, Ultimate Black Panther, they say, is going to be like Dune. Uh, Ultimate X-Men is going to be entirely creatively de- designed and written by Peach Momoko, so it will feel Whoa. the least connected to this whole universe. Um, so if you are looking for something else that has nothing to do with anything that looks like some of the like like Demon Days... Check out Ultimate X-Men from Peach Momoko because it's going to be insane. Looks like Armor is going to be the main character, which I've always liked Armor. Good for her for finally getting the spotlight. Hey, that's Brian Edward Hill on Black Panther. Good for him. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be huge. Um, Huge in terms of story scope, not necessarily huge in terms of sales. Uh, J-Man 27 Joe Star. Since Peter will start as an older guy, I want his enemies to be teenagers. For example, Vulture instead (laughs) of being an old man is a teenager. I like that, too. Yeah, but then you have funny. I love that idea, but also I'm worried like you have a you have a, a severe get off my lawn kind of vibe from Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, Clint Eastwood is Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Ruiz. I haven't read Ekman's Fantastic Four, but I don't see him writing a lovey-dovey couple. I just hope this doesn't sour the concept of Mary Peter. Well, that's another thing. Maybe he maybe it's maybe maybe Peter is just a completely like emotionless uh, eunuch. And Marvel's like, oh, I love this. This is great. Let them, let, yeah, yeah, make it the marriage. Make it weird. Make it like Sue and Reed. Well, because it's funny, too, because in the X-Men book, too, there was a lot of steamy stuff implied. We never yes. really saw anything, but a lot of it was heavily implied that there was nonstop orgies happening on Krakoa all the time. Yeah, hell, we could get a married Peter Parker with, with his kids, and the kids are off, like, having a having a fun time with their friends and then Pete <laughs> comes home and Mary Jane's there in a negligee and then they open the door and Gwen's already in there waiting for them because like, Oh uh, shit. shit. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they watched uh Mike Flanagan's fall of the house of Usher and like, uh, Peter doesn't have <laughs> sex with any of them. He has Gwen and um, MJ do that. Um, yeah but uh, extra medium says too because let's do something exactly. with flash thompson <laughs> right yeah uh well sal's right about me when he says fatigued and broke i mean that's that's a there isn't there is a vocal if not uh underutilized or underrepresented ref, uh, audience out there of like people who are like i love comics that's why i read them for free online and yeah i i, I, I see I, it more and more and like Full disclosure, if I wasn't doing this for my job and if I couldn't write this off on my taxes, I couldn't read half of what I'm reading now. That's the thing is I couldn't I wouldn't be able to buy them. Um, I know that like they need my dollars and cents and the comic book industry. Mm -hmm. It it, it will die if people don't buy the effing things. And um, if you pirate an indie book or like a book that sells like less than 20,000 copies, you're an asshole. Like and I, I mean that only in as much as like you're you're literally hurting that book. Like, you know, if you're pirating Amazing Spider-Man, like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not I, I don't, I don't I'm not going to condone it, but I'm not going to freaking be like, boo, the the number one book they always put their money into. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, you know, but like it, it, it's getting to the point where the conversation needs to be had about like the price of comics and about the availability. Mm-hmm. Comics need to be more accessible because I think that, you know, music piracy dropped like a stone when. You could buy a yeah. when you when you could get a, a a song for a buck. Yeah, it because was no there was deal. a better way. They offered a better, a better, way cleaner, easier way. You didn't get viruses or as a result anymore. It was it was way better. Um, when you make it convenient, people will do it. 
The big yeah. thing is people pirate when it's too complex and, you know, too needlessly predatory is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Spotify killed Napster and everything else because it was a better way. As simple yeah. as that. Uh, Jay Sage, uh, this book seems to be like it was made for Twitter kids who don't read comics but complain about the current run. Much love to you both. Love the show. Uh, no, no, there's no way. No, this is the advertising campaign is definitely meant to get people excited who fit that description. Um, but this is just Hickman doing Hickman. Yeah, n- not to say that there isn't a contingent of Twitter kids out there who I see more and more recently where it's like, do you do you read the book? No, right. But you feel very strongly about it. huh? Oh, yeah. Big time. That? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Chalaga, I was always under the impression that the time skip is what killed Renew Your Vows line. Um, the, the time skip did hurt it because that was very jarring and no one asked for it. But also... <laughs> just the fact that it was already not selling great it was selling fine but it wasn't selling great we had better data back then about like what sales sold, like what books sold month to month but uh yeah mm-mm. it just didn't sell as well it didn't it never it never crested the hill like it never actually reached the limit it was supposed to uh cory mcgivney it feels so strange how confrontational and catty editorial can feel sometimes it almost feels like marvel knows and they're counting on it uh not overperforming to justify their stance on spider-man yeah exactly we, we kind of addressed that that's point. what we've been saying but like, yeah, I, I, I also do think that like social media is like, you know, it's it's ironic that Stan and company at Marvel blurred the line between the audience and the and the creators by mm-hmm, making this kind mm-hmm. of conversational tone with its audience and making it be like, welcome yeah. to the family. And now we're in a place where that kind of thing is ubiquitous among all brands, but the people at Marvel particularly are really not antagonistic but more defensive confront yeah or confrontational even confrontational defensive it's like dude like i i understand that it like look i do this for a living i'm told i'm an asshole i'm ugly and fat and stupid 10 times a day every day (laughs) every day for the last 10 years i Mm -hmm. i know what it's like to be to be attacked online by morons yeah, I continue to do it because it's better than working <laughs> like anywhere else. It's better than any job I've ever and had. I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, and I get off on it. Uh, but no, it's, it's yeah, because obviously, obviously I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm obviously just, yeah, I'm, I'm sexually satisfied by your rage. But like, <laughs> it's also because like, I, I know that it's a vocal minority because I see the numbers and I know who's watching. Mm-hmm. And the only people who say that are the same people with ghost accounts. So like, what? Yep. how could I possibly care? And it's like, you know, they didn't, the, the people who felt this way about comic books, the people who felt the worst about comic books, that are the worst opinions about them have been, do, have been having those opinions since comics were created. And yep. they used to write letters. Sure did. And you'd have to open them and read them before you realize like dear so-and-so i've been reading x-men for like 27 years and i have to say this run has been the worst it's ever been and i hope you die like it's you have to read a lot before you you know as opposed to just just checking your twitter feed and seeing that someone called you a douche like that's it there's no effort and yeah i don't know but like don't get don't get that like just just don't look at it you know I mean, hell, we're seeing so many comic creators now just completely disconnect and be like, yeah, I don't want to be on Twitter anymore. I'm just going to be on Instagram. It's nicer there. I'm just going to go to Blue Sky. People are nicer there. Yeah, I mean, and the reason why they're nicer there is because there's less people. But 
yeah, which is sad but true. Again, like, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm loving my time on Blue Sky, but boy, does it feel like a digital gated community where we're all just Big sitting time. on our front porches. Yeah. Oh, no. There was like, I don't know about now, but like at least about a year ago, or no, at least about like a couple months ago, like Threads was just, hey, does everybody think that this is better than Twitter? Yeah. That was the whole conversation mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, yep. <laughs> John, Jonathan Bell, thank you very much for your generosity. Uh, so Hickman's Ultimates is still 1610, or are we skipping a new, slapping a new Ultimate de- de- designation? It is a new designation. It's 6160. So it's six. It's it's yes. 616 with a zero at the end. I think that the original template, like I think that it uses the foundation of the old, of the original universe with the changes that mm. the maker made on it, as opposed to the Ultimate Universe, which right. was just like, it's like that, but different. But... We'll see. But yeah, no, 1610 is still either missing, destroyed, or whatever. But the ultimate universe, as it is today, is 6160, a different universe. It's not the ultimate. At the end of the day, it's not the ultimate universe. No. And it gets quite confusing, too, because, again, if you were reading that Donny Cates Venom book, the maker made it back to 610, but it was all yes. in flames and all destroyed and everything. But also, there's multiple makers, apparently. Apparently, uh, was oh, Al Ewing set worst. that up in another book. Apparently, there are multiple makers running around. He made uh, copies of himself. That's awful. Uh, yeah that's a little much that's why like when ultimate invasion he's in jail i'm like no he's not he was in another universe it's like no there's other versions of him well shit yeah uh uncanny human torch do the bait and switch with the symbiote origin was dope i i assume uh if you're talking about the ultimate universe yes um if you're talking about, oh, the, video talking game, about in the game because both do it yeah can't help you there uh raidu uh i hope this is a possible return of teacher pete possibly my new my favorite yeah. career he's had over the years that felt really fresh and new and interesting but it being did. a teacher i'm like there's no way he's gonna get away with doing this like <laughs> it's like there's no time but it's, uh, it's he was rough. great it was a lot and, of fun but hey you know what if you wanted to make it nice and topical which the ultimate universe always was it's spider-man being like man i feel you know really under supported and underfunded in this <laughs> school system that i'm in right now that's true. That's true. Uh, and I, I Hayden take less Hamilton, shit kicking being Spider Man. <laughs> right, exactly. That's my reprieve. Uh, yeah. How do you how do you deal with negative comments, especially when you're new to YouTube? Did you have to set rules for yourself? Curious, my own work. Uh, I don't. Uh, you know, you you have to read them. They happen. Uh, what I do is I just flag really like I I flag the most inflammatory language, particularly like racial and like uh, you know you got a sexual like vi- like you know and, and violent terminology i make those flagged words so that like those automatically yeah. get filtered out so even like so the most hateful the most like destructive uh, just go into a filter that i never see at all um mm-hmm. when it is like something that's just like you know blindingly negative with no construction going on they just go away they just disappear like they're just you know i go like that's a person who's deeply resentful of what i have and uh and, and they're and they're just looking to try and upset it because there's no downside to this job so like where do you get it you know it's like if you're a teacher the downsides are sometimes the kids are having an off day sometimes you're having an off day sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have the materials you need sometimes there's a fire drill that interrupts your lesson when you're on when you're having a when you're on a roll like there, there's a million and nine ways for the day to be ruined by just circumstance or the spinning of the earth but when it's mm-hmm. when you're talking about things you love with people that you love to the to an audience you love every day there's really not a downside so you know like literal like you know figurative trolls show up and go like ah you're fat like oh okay that's something that i would that i've not heard like out loud ever in my life 
you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it would only be found here. So, you know, trying to contextualize that having a healthy outlook on life also helps in a big bad way. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've always considered it to, you know, it to be a matter of perspective is what it is. The, the internet, what I do here, this is my stage. You know, this is my yeah, job. Right. I get to clock, I get to clock out what I'm done. It's difficult to try and make this not your whole life. And I know at my mm-hmm. most unhealthy, I have made this the center of my universe. Don't. Treat it like a job. Treat it like a nine to five clock out at the end where it's like, yeah. you know, that I think is much healthier. I agree. Crisis. Thanks for your support. And uh, Thorn Identity. Marvel isn't the company anymore. It's a subset of a much larger corporation that has zero interest in any of the things consumers care about. They don't have to compete. So we get nonsense. I think that you're on onto something very strong there, not only just because I know, you know, behind the scenes, but also because uh, it. The the company that owns Marvel doesn't yes. care. Uh, Marvel never cared about book publishing, which was like mistake number un- number uno when it came to like how Marvel approached their bottom line, right? Because like you need to have you need to imp- the the big two need to implement book publishing practices in their bottom line because they publish periodicals but they never do and getting there for a second when they teamed with uh what was it was it penguin or was it random house and we're like oh this might be good but then it didn't really happen (laughs) yeah and we see them there like we we, i've seen like the penguin prints of old books and they're beautiful and they look like books which also is a problem because comic book purchasers don't know to buy like a book that is also a comic book that's on the shelf at their comic book store that looks like a book that should be at the Barnes and Noble. Like it's, it is, it is contradictory and insane. Um, But like Marvel and DC were never really interested in publishing books, but Disney and whoever owns Warner brothers this week, certainly don't care about publishing books they don't even care about publishing comic books and they certainly would never well and they they, those are those are companies that used to have to make deals with the convo companies to license Mm. out the characters that the comic comic book companies owned right (laughs) and they clearly had nothing but utter disdain and like you know just this this uh condense uh, condescension for those companies and now they own them so it's not like they changed their tune they're the exact same people who already thought the comic books were like a lesser form of entertainment and so now they own it so they're especially not going to care about making them better or innovative they're certainly not going to know how to make comic books work because they never had any respect for the for the industry in the first place so like you're not going to get any help from upstairs so you've got this company you've got these companies that make these comic books that they almost don't even know how to sell anymore and they have no help from upstairs in fact they might even be getting discouraged because upstairs they're only caring mm. about the people downstairs making more ip that can be leveraged that that, that only dance for me make. funny book man well and they only make a certain number you know like i remember when the glass ceiling broke like it was I remember Spider-Man two, I think it cost $220 million. If I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. I don't correct me everybody, but like, mm-hmm. I think the first Spider-Man movie, it was over a hundred million dollars. Second movie, $200 million. But I remember like 200 and like $200 million as the cost of a superhero movie, like a triple a big time superhero movie. It's $200 million. Mm-hmm. That's how much they cost. Uh, whether it's Avengers, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Ant-Man, $200 million. Like that's how much they cost. That's the that's the maximum amount they cost. And when you but when you get into 300 million, 500 million dollar territory, you're not seeing any change in the quality, in the execution. It looks it, it is indistinguishable. You know what I mean? Like 
Spider-Man wanted a lower budget because there was less to do and there was less like there was just less going on, let, let, fewer effects. And the effects themselves didn't need yeah. to look as good. Spider-Man 2 looks better than Spider-Man 1 because more money was put at it and they had more time to work on it. But like Ant-Man mm. doesn't necessarily look better than Spider-Man 2 because they cost the same amount of money and they don't really like care. For me, the, these upstairs companies approaching IP factories or, or or mines as i refer to them uh in like the form <laughs> of superhero characters you know they're like give me this thing that i don't value that didn't cost that cost pennies to create in the 60s that we're paying <laughs> dollars and cents for to creators to to tell the like deepest most personal stories they could possibly muster from their creative muse about <laughs> and i want to make a billion dollars off of it like in no reality is it possible for you to do that. There's nothing about keep doing the it. infrastructure of your business or mine that justifies your expectations. And so then when it doesn't happen, they get resentful and angry. And then, like I said, ego gets involved because it's like from the top down everywhere, comic books, books, movies, music, everywhere there's ego and it's insane. And it's the same level of ego. And so they're like, oh, well, now I'm going to fuck you over. Like, it's just insane to me. But yeah, no. How the, anything the, the gets made, period. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing that anything gets made. Uh, Dex Baker, thanks for your support. Uh, Donovan yeah. Roberts, Don, Donovan Roberts. Hope you all are having a great day. Thank you for reinvigorating my love of comics. Keep up the good work and stay excellent. Aww. You too, Donovan. Thank you very much. Uh, good name. And uh, Bryce Harriet, Sal, buy renew your vows. Me on it, Chief. Aw. <laughs> yeah, trust me, that's, that's not the one from Secret Wars. The Jerry Conway renew your vows. The the, the Secret Wars They're one kind of connected, but kind of not. There, there. You don't need it. And the thing with the the thing with the Renew Your Vows, and you can watch my whole episode on it. But like of uh, back issues. But like the Renew Your Vows book, that feels like Dan Slott being like, it's not real. Like it's just him like being like, <laughs> I'm writing Amazing Spider Man, and I'm kind of like slumming it right now doing this bullshit. Who cares book? Nah. Like it's just weird. I don't know. I don't like it. It had a really like weird tone to it. And it could be entirely extrapolation from just an online persona. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, that's it, it, but that's kind of the problem, right? Like to, uh, for some of these creators, like, don't, don't, if you think <laughs> that you're going to have this kind of reaction to the audience at large, just don't put yourself in that position. You know, I, I, I remember never liking had, it more than you. Yes, you did. Uh, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no, I have no informed tone for the David Michelini run on Spider-Man because I have no yeah. idea what he's like. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I I interviewed him almost ten years ago, but like otherwise, I have no idea what his opinions are. I have no idea who he is as a person. I have no idea. I have nothing. You know what I mean? I, I've been told like the 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 political leanings of particular creators from like the '90s to the 2000s, and I'm mm. and I'm I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, and none of that showed up in the book. Seriously, right? That that is not that is not in the books. And it's like that's kind of amazing. And it's just like, yeah, maybe maybe don't. Maybe there's a reason why we don't why like you know, book tours don't really happen anymore. Yeah. Um, eh. You know, I'm just anyway, yeah, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Hell. And I'm still, uh, I just, uh, I know the, the, there's a, there's a particular, this is a, nothing to do with anything, but this is, a, there's a particular character, uh real person who left DC and they were the like chief reason why the black label line collapsed under itself immediately after oh. the the release of batman damned and they left the company now and and i'm like that's great you've you've done all this damage and now you're, and you're just gonna go 
and I was just so I was just reminded how disappointed I was at like DC for like this golden opportunity. You know, like you see YouTubers, Twitter personalities, like micro celebrities or influencers, just just any opportunity that falls in their lap. You know, it, it's it's a it's a meme. It's a joke. It's a it's a it's a TV or movie plot at this point where it's like, you know, it's it's an episode of Community when uh, when Chang is in a uh, is, is in a, like a commercial and is like stupid, like one liner becomes the sensation that they try to capitalize on to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. It's like there. Everyone is talking about your new Batman book, which is the flagship book of this brand new line. And you're, and you're not, not going to get in front of a camera and talk about it. Like you tripped at late the starting night, line, man. <laughs> like late night talk show hosts are talking about your book. They're they're showing the cover, and 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 you're not going to go on it. R- Real you're, traditional you're gonna, you're media gonna, coverage, the thing you're so hungry for. <laughs> right, you're gonna you're not gonna you're not you're you're, you're gonna pulp copies. What are you insane? Yes. Uh, so anyway. Uh, good riddance. But uh, throwing it at you, do you think a startup with new heroes in the universe could use the cheaper, more accessible model to break in with the fans, or has the ship sailed on the new readership? I never believe. God, I hope that so. there is. I, 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 I do not believe that there is, that there are no more new readers. I fundamentally no, believe we, that there is always the potential for new readers. Um, we're kind of seeing but, something like that. What's uh, what, what's that other company that like, kind of animates? No, 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 not Ghost Machine. They were doing, like, with a really interesting new model. They were doing, like, anime-style, all-ages superhero things. They had a Batman. They sponsored a convention we've been to. Uh, Webtoon? Webtoons? Or what are they called? Oh, yeah, Webtoons is that the one? The, they had a very- the, the Gotham Adventures? Yeah, that had an interesting model, and I did feel like new people were reading that who were maybe intimidated yeah. to read a comic. So I think there's something there that, again, yeah, I mean, embraced just, a new model. Right, like, recognize what works and embrace it don't try to change it you know like dc there's a uh there was a comic strip that was made without dc's approval for years that there is no excuse back in the day okay really quick here's a history lesson folks uh penny arcade was a web comic that yes. was huge and exciting and everybody loved it for a little while <clears throat> and when i say a little while i mean to, such that it created it, it destroyed g3 it destroyed yeah. uh, E3. It destroyed E3 because yeah, of their own convention uh, and everything. Yeah, you know, packs that actually all spawned from a web comic, and that web comic originally started. <laughs> yeah, it originally started on a website for I want to say it was gaming or it was like hardware, but it was like Penny Arcade was a comic strip that they pushed that they put up on the top of their page to get traffic so they could buy mm. like computer hardware or something. I don't recall what the what the what it was, but it was a magnet strip that got people to go to the website. That was what Penny Arcade started as. And then they realized, "Oh my god, I'm not getting any revenue for this. We can make it ourselves. There's thousands of people who are going to this website just to look at the comic strip and not buy anything. So we can make it into an industry." And it did for a little while. But back when this like fan-made comic strip featuring DC Comics characters existed, would have been a great opportunity for DC Comics to get in bed with them and put it at the top of the dc page you know just embrace the model just embrace the model pay the guy give it get make the book or make the strips collect the strips into books put out this put out the book of strips you own it all anyway (laughs) they didn't do that it's just embrace the model that exists don't try to change it 
Um, when it comes to the the Wayne family adventures or whatever that book is, like that or strip, that is like look at look at the comparison between the Wayne family adventures and something like the Marvel Infinity Comics, right? Yeah, they both embrace the webtoons model, which is indeed endless endless scrolling of comic strips. You just just reading the mm -hmm. comic, scrolling until mm -hmm. you hit the until you hit bedrock, right? That's that is the model, but. Uh, in, but uh, but Marvel Unlimited or Marvel Infinity Infinity Comics wants to keep it behind a paywall and get your money, yep. get your subscription. Yep. Whereas Wayne Family Adventures, you can just read that effing thing on yep. Webtoons, the place where a million people are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're already there. They're already conditioned to that you to that to that method of comic distribution. They're reading comics every day. Yes, I know. I know I'm seeing people again because, you know, I'm experimenting with TikTok now for the first time. I'm seeing people, you know, talk about it on TikTok who like talk about like makeup tutorials and stuff. So, you know, people yeah. who are interested in who, you know, aren't the traditionally marketed to comic book audience. I think there's something really nice about that. Well, the fact the fact is they're changing. The movies, the cartoon, if if the world at large. If you ask a comic book fan what their favorite version of the Justice League is, they're probably going to say Justice League International. Or whatever their first exposure to the Justice League was in the comics. You ask a layman what their favorite version of the Justice League is. They're going to look at your cross-eyed, but they're probably, if anything, going to talk about the cartoon show. Yeah. Because the cartoon show has more of an impact on the culture at large for the Justice League brand than any other avenue. You know no that. Webtoons is the exact same thing. That, that method distribution for comics is the number one way to get people to be exposed to it. If you, if Marvel wanted people to know who Dr. Strange was and love him, they didn't need to pay Benedict Cumberbatch prices at the height of his popularity. They all they needed to do was do a long webtoon of Dr. Strange. And that would have gone halfway to getting Dr. Strange into the hearts and minds of people under the age of 15. And everybody mm. would have known who Dr. Strange was and people who would have been like, Oh, I'm not going to see that Dr. Strange movie. Mom, I got to go see the Dr. Strange movie. I'm reading about him every goddamn day. That's that's the thing. You got to hook them when they're young. Parents hated the Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers yeah, oh, and every sure other did. like iteration. They hated them. But they my mom knew every goddamn Ninja Turtles name, their color. They knew which one my favorite was. You know what I mean? Mm. Because I had like she knew what I was interested in. She knew what she had to buy for me. It was that's I mean, like, that's the method, right? You got to hook them while they're young, like the ta tobacco industry. You got to get them in there <laughs> and you got to hook them. You got to hook them with like with something relatable and something that, 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 that is, that's appealing. But uh, Marvel, Marvel doesn't, you know, Marvel's always about like, first of all, they're not the first ones to do it. They never innovate. And secondly, they're always going to be like, how do I make like, I mean, you're, you're talking about giving away the comic book for free. I don't think so. That. Like, and, and and I might not ever see a return on it. Like, it's 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 just changing the culture itself. You know, it's called flooding well, the market. Seems like, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm in this business to make money, and it's like, well, then you're in the wrong effing business because you're selling comic books, man. Yeah, I was gonna say no one's gotten rich making comic books, and Christ, I don't even know how long. <laughs> no, I mean, if they if they are, you never hear about it. That's the thing. People who are mm. getting rich making comic books, you never hear about it because they just because they did and then they just quietly make them make their money and faded away. Money. Yeah, they just disappear or they just keep making it. And just they're nice and quiet about it. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's methods. Uh, I, I I don't think that the way to do it is the way it has always been done. 
Um, you know, I look at, uh, we just had a conversation about this on off the rack, our uh, sister show here on this channel, which you should definitely watch when you like and subscribe. But, uh, Tiff and I were talking about like the ghost machine situation and I'm like, mm-hmm. it, and my buddy Ethan was just like, wasn't that just Wildstorm?" <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Uh, and it's like, and it's all the same people who like helped create like the authority and the comic books in the two thousands. Like they, they, do they know how to make people buy comic books? I mean, there was a big line at the comic book convention for signed copies of, uh, of, of an ash can of ghost machine. But like, does that equate sales? No, the biggest Our, push uh, was the New York times article. This is true. Are they also maybe thinking too, we're living in a time where, you know, there's kind of an arms race for superhero and comic book stuff on streaming, or at least there was, I feel that's starting to peter out now where it's like, look, if we can make something, we can get it licensed. And, you know, then maybe hopefully we can, you know, see a return on our investment in this thing. But honestly, you know, I think we're kind of slowing down now. I mean, the boys didn't, you know, get a new comic yeah. series for its spinoff. They just spun it off. They didn't, you know, get another NS comic and go, oh yeah, we're making the NS first. No, we're making a spinoff. We're making our own thing with mostly original characters. Exactly. No, the the Invincible. Mm. They never have to make another Invincible comic book ever again. And in fact, I would no. I, again another like I bet money on this one. I bet you never see another new Invincible comic ever again. Because why bother? Like, sure, I might be able to do that as like a pay it forward. Because Robert Kirkman seems to love comics. He like does, Robert Kirkman no does love the comic book industry. So he might actually go back and do that. Whereas Garth Ennis is like, what do I need to do that for? I get my money back. I'm done. Like, and Amazon is not the industry is not in the industry. They're not making comic books. They don't need to worry about like boys sales. They have the license. They're, they're they have selling the them kind of. <laughs> exactly. They're like, no, we're making boys cartoon shows, spinoffs in the show. That's how we make our money. You know, we sell boys posters to people who don't understand the boys. Mm. So Homeland posters to fascists like that's <laughs> who, how we make also don't seem to understand the show. <laughs> yeah. Who think that Homelander is cool and the hero of the movie or of the show. But like, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think that that, you know, I, I don't see that being the method, you know, and I don't see them needing to do it. Like, especially if, if they've already if they've proven it to work, they don't need it. Like there's we don't need any more invincible anything. It's, we've got the show. The show is already a success. That's it. We need we need more show yeah. and more spinoffs of the show. That's it. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's a complicated industry with a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, the thing is, you have to be either fascinated by it from an anthological perspective or you have to want to be in it. And if you want to be in it, you have to, you know, it's the same with like uh, the comic book store industry for me, where it's like, mm. you know, a lot of the comic book stores that closed because of like the the market bubble burst or because of like the pandemic and so forth, not even the pandemic, I, the, the pandemic was artificial. I, I would say not, not that the pandemic was artificial, but like the art, artificial impact on the industry, but it didn't help. But uh, yeah, it didn't help. Uh, the, 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 the pandemic impacted every industry. I'm talking about the bubble that hurt like comic book stores when they were like at their right, peak. Right. Uh, most of them were like, trying to get rid of their, their, their inventory. You know, like I am a comic book mm. collector. I have a bunch of comic books. I want to get rid of them. They don't like go to business school. They don't know how to run like a business. A lot of comic book retailers now learned on the job to make their comic book store run this, because they're like, well, I guess I should know how a business works, but like, you know, know your you business. You are so right. You're so right about that. There's a place that opened up in my neighborhood and I will not put them on blast, you know, because I respect no. them too much to do that. But but holy shit, the way this place opened, I'm like, oh, cool, a comic store in my area. Uh, yeah, I go on their website. Hey, do you have the new issue of this, that and the other that I need for work? Oh, you don't. 
Oh, you don't have any new issues. Oh, you're literally just selling a backlog and some Funkos. What the fuck are you doing? Dude, there's a comic store that opened up in my area that did the exact same thing. They're just getting rid of inventory, which, by the way, I'm happy to take. You know, like they were selling mm-hmm. trades for cheap. They were selling the, the thing about the comic store that opened up near me that was that has that's never going to have a new issue of a book in their lifetime. Uh, they sell them reasonably. You know, you could get like a born again copy, like of you know Daredevil born again for like three to five dollars. Like it's See, they're that, reasonable. That they're real behind. rates because they're trying to because they're trying to unload this shit. <laughs> as a, the, the place in my area is not reasonable. They were selling like a Civil War tie-in, like an X Men Civil War tie-in for six dollars, and I'm like, fuck all the way off. Yeah, no, it's never gonna happen. Um, they, you you can't you can't hope to work a comic book store today using business practices from yesterday. Yeah. Um, and nerd King one one you also can make money from webtoons. I, I know you can make web money. I'm saying Marvel wants to make all the money and not share the revenue that uh, you pay for early access. See, see, it's also like a this. big, yeah, you can pay for early access. It's also like the big mangas. It's weekly, same writer, same artist. So folks will pay. It's true. You, you, you don't have to worry about like losing that creative team. It's very different. Um, it's a very different model. It's a very different uh, approach. But, but at least they're doing something new for fuck's sake. <laughs> and it's not even that new. It's just lazy. Like Webtoons is just – I remember when Webtoons launched. Webtoons was just – you know what's hard, ladies and gentlemen, who want to make webcomics? Paying for hosting space, having a website, learning code. Mm. When you wanted to launch a webcomic, you had to make the comic. You probably had to draw the comic yourself. You had to learn code. You had to – like keep up updating the website you had to make sure you had ads enabled you had to make sure that was the right ads if you got like hacked or if your ads freaking turned into porno websites like it was it's a whole thing and it was work a <laughs> lot of work and it was day-to-day work and it was grueling backbreaking work and also i gotta sell t-shirts because it's like i'm giving the comic away for free yep. how am i going to monetize this so i gotta get into like cafe press making crappy garbage Naturally. and it's like and i and so i'm like i'm not just a comic strip maker i'm also a t-shirt designer i'm also a web coder i'm also like a web designer i'm also a graphic design like i'm doing all this crap webtoons is like just put your comic on our website and we'll just put it out for you like it's so easy and manga i remember manga was the was the one of the first because manga is just it's just pages so you can just you just take the panels themselves, boom, 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 and just endlessly scroll. And it was just that easy to do. And it was like, I, I remember being like, that is so lazy. And and it was so it, cell it's phone why first. I wrote it off at first, actually. Yeah. But like, you're, it's so cell phone first. It was like, I would never read this on my desktop, which is where I always read my comics. Yeah. But obviously, they knew something Likewise. I didn't, which was that smartphones are going to become that that thing where everyone watches and reads everything because people have their Mm -hmm. expectations for entertainment media has has basically been beaten and subjugated so hard that they're willing to watch like a 600 million dollar movie uh two inches away from their face where the tiktok uh, generation now is what it is (laughs) yeah um that being said you know daniel makes a good point the webtoons does hold your work hostage for years depending on your contract you do have to sign a contract and they do own it or at least control interest in your property so like you are you look if you did it all your own the work you put in is equal to the amount of value you have for your product indeed webtoons it's about what where your priorities lie you know um right the thing is with webtoons i remember when they like sponsored like multiple conventions back when they were looking for sponsorships, I know, that's why i first heard about them yeah yeah, when they were looking for exposure and shit, that would have been a great opportunity for Marvel to do like a, you know, Doctor Strange book or strip. Uh, that would have been a great opportunity for any number 
of groups to do, uh, you know, a young, I mean, hell, you could have done an in just, just as a, off the top of my head pitch, it might not have worked, but an incontinuity, young adult driven, what was Bart Allen up to in the future? Webtoons. Stream. Oh, that'd be fun. It's, it's in continuity. It's written by Mark Wade, and it's just a endlessly scrolled. Here's what Impulse was doing in the future before he left for the past. That's all you needed. I to, bet like, that would find a good audience. Just an idea. And by the way, you didn't even need to say it was in continuity. You just say like the adventures of Impulse, and. Mm -hmm. readers go holy effing crap i'm reading like all this extra stuff that mark wade has an endless font for i'm sure but anyway uh shadow anderson uh so basically new ultimate spider-man is for hickman what adjective the spider-man was for mcfarlane um yes it's just do whatever you want i don't care like as yeah. long as you're here and you stay yeah because adjective the spider-man was just oh no todd the please don't leave we'll, we'll give you whatever you want we'll give you the whole book yourself and uh, so, yeah, this is just Hickman being like, I want Spider-Man. I want main Spider-Man. I want him to be able to do this, this, this and this. And they're like, no. And he's like, then I'm leaving. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's all. We'll meet you halfway. <laughs> and uh, Psycho Red, how long till Hickman gets cocky and decides to do a clone saga? 15 issues, 25 issues. <laughs> every, every big Spider-Man writer always thinks that they can do it. So can just do it. it. <laughs> I can do it. Right. <laughs> So uh, thank you, everybody, for watching today's episode. Thank you, Joel, for being here, of course. And we'll see you guys next Always time a pleasure. on the episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. Thank you to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. And uh, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and check out more. There's a really fun interview with G. Willow Wilson that I know you didn't watch. Go check it out. It's really fun and really cute and really short. Enjoy it. And uh, check out those interesting books from both Scott Snyder and uh, G. Willow Wilson, Ronnie W. And more. Uh, so much more. And stay tuned for back issues next week. Uh, or, yeah, next week, it's going to be over two hours. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. So long, everybody. Bye-bye.